A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. Thanks everyone for joining us this week. Um, If you're finding us for the first time, please stick around, follow us, like, comment, do whatever that people do on social media. Um, So today I've got a very interesting guest. And as we all know, on this platform, people introduce themselves. So I'm going to hand over to her and then I'll tell you guys what we are going to be having a conversation about. Hi, Tracy. Hi, how are you today? I'm okay, thanks. And how are you? Doing great, doing great. Um, So I am the foremost expert in toxic love and trauma recovery. I am a love and relationship coach. I'm an author and a speaker. And I empower women who feel broken, desperate, and helpless in their intimate relationship to feel loved, inspired, and confident. And I help women break through self-limiting beliefs and toxic love patterns to go from barely surviving to thriving, to designing the business, the relationship, and the life that they dream of. I co-authored the international best-selling book, Entangled No More, Women Who Broke Free from Toxic Relationships, Building Their Empires. Um, I am a Success 125 Most Impactful Leader nominee and an executive contributor in the Brains Magazine. Uh, I support women through private and group coaching with my Rise and Thrive programs to feel free to be themselves and enjoy life again with more connection, more fun, more intimacy, and more success. And when I'm not coaching, I love to travel, soak up the sun on a beach getaway, golfing, horseback riding, and just relishing time with my children, my grandchildren, and my great-granddaughter. So that's a little about me. (laughs) That's amazing. So you can see that if I'm saying all this, it just doesn't come across as you owning who you are. (laughs) Thank you. I've never had to introduce myself before. So that is definitely in that way. So that's really very interesting. (laughs) No. For me, and and I do it on purpose because I think when it comes from you, it's got it's got authenticity. It's who you are. Yeah. Then yeah. me just yeah, and, and and that's why I do it. I think I think it's just great. It's it's who you are, and you 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 show it up, and you own it, and that for me is the most important part. So Tracy, where are you where are you based? Um, I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in the United States, and um, I've lived here pretty much my whole life. Lived in Atlanta for a little while, but yeah, I've lived here most of my life. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm loving the fact that I'm getting international um, <laughs> people to get onto my onto the podcast. Yeah. And and I was saying earlier, you know, we're all human beings and we all just share, we all go through the same things. It doesn't matter where you are. Right. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. It's so I have clients internationally and yeah, they struggle with the same things. 
that people here do, right? So it's it's everywhere. We're all we're all interconnected by just the fact of our humanity and that we all struggle with a lot of the same things that might show up a little different, but we're still, you know, we still need that help and support to know that we're normal, I guess is the word. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So let's get into it, um, Tracy. So define Define for us what toxic relationships are. What do you mean? What is your definition? Right. Well, um, I've been thinking about that. And when people hear toxic or abusive relationships, they think of physical abuse most of the time. And many people don't know about verbal, emotional, psychological, financial, or um, sexual abuse. And um, by the way, they are just as debilitating as physical abuse, but there's no marks, right? So like there's no bruises, there's no holes in the wall. So, you know, a lot of people think that when you're going through all the stuff where you're feeling crazy, that you're not being abused unless they've been through it. Most people don't recognize it. And so to recognize if you're in a toxic relationship, You might feel like you're walking on eggshells to avoid his anger or a silent treatment. You tiptoe around conversations so as not to upset your spouse. Um, He might be loving one moment and yelling or raging at you the next. And I liken that to like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. You might often be telling yourself it really isn't that bad, kind of making excuses or saying, oh, he had a bad day or... He is under a lot of stress, you know, just, you know, kind of in denial of what's going on because it's so difficult, right? Um, A lot of times something feels off, but you can't put your finger on it. Like, you know, it seems like, especially at the beginning, something seems off, but like, it doesn't look like it from the outside looking in. So you're like, oh, I'm just imagining things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times you'll feel crazy. Um, having circular conversations or crazy making conversations where like he's bringing up past offenses when you want to talk about a problem. Um, Conversations are full of drama and chaos, like they're never resolved. Nothing, you know, nothing ever. In a healthy relationship, you can talk about a problem and it's win-win, right? Like you solve it, you care about each other's needs and desires. And in a toxic relationship, it's very one-sided. Um, I, since I deal with women, I always say he, it can be a woman, yeah. right? But, um, you know, a lot of times it's all about his needs and his feelings and all of his stuff, but he's angry and really usually can't um, articulate that when he's upset. So it's coming through as raging and anger, maybe silent treatment, stuff like that. Um, yeah. He'll deny he told you th- something when he just said it he'll say, I never said that, you know, so then you start to feel kind of crazy from stuff like that too. He can be controlling, maybe lying, cheating, bullying you for doing the things you want to do, maybe even without him, because Mm. he feels, you know, you're not allowed to do things. He gets to do everything. Um, You might feel suffocated and like, so on like that's not an exhaustive list by any means but it hits on a lot of the different things that go on and mainly if you don't feel seen or heard in your relationship then you should explore it to see if it's healthy or not yeah 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to mention that um, it doesn't mean that he's toxic or abusive 24 hours a day. Like it's mm. abuse or toxicity or narcissism is intermittent. And that's what creates the confusion because it's like things are good right now, but five minutes from now, they might not be. And so it makes it very hard to figure out if you're in a toxic relationship because it's there's it's not steady, like having an illness or you know, a broken leg or, you know, the car's not working. So, yeah. So that's kind of the definition of, you know, what is a toxic relationship? Yeah. And, 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 and I like that you mentioned that it's not just about a he, you know, you, you are referring to a he because you are female, you know, (laughs) and and you work with a lot of women, but it could be, it could be a man going through exactly the same thing, you know? Um, and I, I want us to just put it out there yeah. and, and be clear about that. And it mustn't be then taken as if, yeah, it's it's always the men that are, are being um, abusive. And, and But I think the biggest thing for me is why is this topic important to you? Well, it's really important to me um, for a couple of reasons. One, I've experienced not one, not two, but three toxic relationships myself as an adult. Um, During my second marriage, which lasted over 20 years, I came to realize that I was in my third abusive relationship. And I really was suffering in that relationship because he was really angry all the time. I didn't experience any physical abuse with him until like the very, very end. And then it was more like um, standing in my way when I wanted to walk away or things like that, like not physically putting his hands on me. And Mm -hmm. so I was really suffering and I was in so much pain that I really considered committing suicide. I would lay in bed wondering, like, how can I do it? So my kids don't know I killed myself because I didn't want to hurt my children and my grandkids. Mm -hmm. And so while I was like (laughs) contemplating how to end my life, um, I realized that Um, I was headed in the wrong direction and that I decided to find me and figure out how to be in a healthy relationship. And so that's, you know, it's very personal to me because I've struggled through that journey to find myself and get back to a healthy place of taking my share of the responsibility of staying in the relationship, like understanding my love patterns that caused me to stay, not that I chose to stay. I don't want anyone to think we never choose to stay consciously, Mm -hmm. but we're stuck there because of um, childhood patterns, childhood beliefs, all the things that we learn about relationships where we might not want that toxicity, but it's familiar to us. And so it feels safe from that perspective. Mm. And so, yeah, so that's, that's one of the big reasons I'm really passionate about it. And also while I was healing, I discovered that um, it's my purpose. Like I want to help other women to heal and break free from these patterns, these love patterns, this toxicity um, and heal and get into a relationship where they're loved and cherished. And also the um, toxicity of my, all my relationships affected all my businesses. I've been an entrepreneur since I was in my, I was 23-ish. Um, and it impacted all of them in different ways. And it impacted my ability to show up in my business and make it as successful as it could have been, even though they were successful. You know, there was that daily struggle of showing up 
And so really want to help women through that. And my mission is to eradicate abuse in relationships one woman at a time. And that's, I'm very, very committed to that. Mm, yeah. And, and I think when we were engaging for the first time, I think what caught my eye was, was actually the, the topic that says, how, how do toxic relationships impact your, your business? Like I had never thought of it that way. Like I could think of it about how it talks. Like we talk about toxic relationships either in a personal space or in a workplace. Uh, but how whatever that is happening in your personal space get moved into other aspects of your life. Um, maybe mm. other people have really applied their minds to it. I don't think I had. And and for sure there are other people out there. Hence, I'm having this conversation with you. So so maybe just break it down for us. How does how does it happen, and and make it tangible and practical? Um, okay, so like for me, when I was in my second marriage, we also had a business together, and so I was around him, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, basically. But I jumped through hoop after hoop trying to make him happy, but nothing ever was good enough. Like he was always angry with me at work. I didn't get this done on this at this particular time, even though there wasn't a deadline. You know what I'm saying? So there was always just this negative energy. And I'd call him to ask him a question um, because maybe he didn't give me the right information so I could do an invoice. And, you know, he'd blow up and explode at me. And, you know, so then, you know, I'm feeling bad and I'm not really focused on my work because mm. now I'm all caught up in the ruminating and the, and the pain of having this argument with this person that I love and the person that I think loves me. And so it, it really just zapped my energy. And so it would just really negatively impact business and my ability to show up 100%. Um, and plus, you know, just having a business together. But also, like, even if you're not working, like with your spouse, how it shows up is you have low self-confidence. There's self-doubt. You're second-guessing yourself. You don't trust yourself like you used to. You might be procrastinating on things. You can be unfocused, you know, and not getting the things done you want to get done. Maybe you're working more hours to avoid going home and getting in an argument with your spouse um, or working less hours because you're feeling depressed or you don't have that motivation to go in. Um, you're feeling stuck at home and in your business because everything that happens personally to us just translates right over to our business, right? Mm. And then we get easily distracted. We feel like we don't have enough time. You might feel like a failure and then you start kind of playing small and your passion dwindles. Um, and so it's like all those personal things are going on. And then in your business, it starts to affect your revenue. Like that might slow down or doesn't take off. Projects aren't getting done. Um, you're putting off making decisions or you feel afraid to make decisions because you're afraid to make a mistake because you're mm. criticized so much at home <laughs> um, and you're not taking risks you normally would because now you're kind of playing smaller, you know, not wanting to be that vulnerable because, you know, you're in so much pain, emo you know, personally, 
that it really affects how you perform in your business or if you have a career. Um, your to-dos might pile up on your desk, never getting done. I know mine did because I go through the stack and be like, oh, well, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it's only because I didn't take care of it. Um, and it was never anything super important, but you know what I'm saying? Like you just, things that aren't important, you just don't have the capacity to really focus on things because you're so absorbed and so negatively impacted by this energy you're expelling just to survive through this relationship at home. Wow. Or maybe with family or people like that. And then, yeah, so then other ways it shows up is you might avoid having difficult conversations with your employees or your business partner. You're letting your boundaries be violated at work or you don't have boundaries with your employees or your customers or your vendors. And so, you know, it affects so many things, but we don't think about it because we're so used to performing like that. Mm. that we don't see the actual impact of it. Wow. Just listening to the stuff <laughs> that you've just counted is like, oh my God, it literally impacts everything. And and I don't think we think about that. You, mm -hmm. you just, like in my head, it's like you're in a difficult relationship, but for sure when you, when you get into work, you try and just want to focus and, and pack all those things on the side and pick them up when you're going back to going home, if you get right. what I mean. Yeah. But that's not how we operate as people, right? No, 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 not at all. And a lot of these things I just mentioned, they seem like mindset issues on the surface, mm. but they're not. Because a lot of times we don't even realize we're in a toxic relationship. Like I didn't for the longest time with my second husband. Like I just thought he was angry all the time because I wasn't getting physically abused. Um, but deep down, what's going on is you might have feelings that you're not good enough, you don't matter, you're unlovable, you don't deserve things, you feel helpless, hopeless, powerless. And all these feelings are mostly unconscious. Mm. And they come from our childhood. And those same feelings um, contribute greatly to you ending up in a toxic relationship. And then you carry those same feelings into your business because they've never been healed. And so they're kind of everywhere in your life. And, you know, you can't compartmentalize, like I'm being abused over here and I'm going to go to work and function at hundred percent. Like you can't, no one can do that. That's not because your energy is being just sucked out. And um, it impacts your business in so many sneaky ways that you don't even realize it. Mm. And like, kind of like the old saying, you take yourself everywhere, like moving to get a fresh start. But when you get there, you're still there. <laughs> yeah. It's the same way, you know, moving from your relationship over to your business. You know, we can compartmentalize some parts of it, but we just can't compartmentalize all of it. And so we're not what I see and what I experience is you're not at a hundred percent because you're just so drained. Yeah. No, but, and, and I think that as, as you're saying, the draining part, you, you are there, but you're not there because whatever that is happening in your personal life, it's, it's real. And, yeah. and it, it impacts you in some shape or form. And, and somehow the question becomes, then what do you do? Like, 
Yeah. And, 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 and it's not, some of these things are not things that you fix overnight, right? Right. Right. These are things, you know, and, and it kind of shows up. We're looking for like, oh, I need help to boost my sales or I need help trying to be a good leader or I need help, you know, with all these external things. And yes, those things really help. But unless you really heal the reasons why you're in the toxic relationship, unless you heal all the damage from your childhood, because a lot of us have been traumatized or damaged in some way in our, in our childhood, um, unless you heal those things, you can do all those external things, but they really won't fix your business. They won't give you the growth. They won't give you the career that you want. Because internally, you still don't feel like you're enough, or you don't feel like this is going to succeed, or you know whatever the internal messages are going on. Um, usually, we're not aware we're even thinking them because they're so automatic, mm. right? We learn. So, so how did you realize though? Like, um, I realized it when I started wanting to work on myself and realizing, you know, and a lot of that motivation was. I thought I was at fault for the problems in the relationship. And so if I fixed me, then our relationship could go back to normal, like it was when we Mm -hmm. first met. And Mm -hmm. so I started doing all this searching for answers outside of me to, you know, try this program and try that program. And, you know, when none of that was succeeding and our relationship was getting worse and worse, um, you know, and, and you get stuck in these relationships because you have these trauma bonds that you don't know about. Mm. You have mm. cognitive dissonance that's going on that you don't know about. And these addictive um, cells in your body, we actually get addicted to toxicity or abuse without even knowing it. Um, and so, yeah, so I had to keep searching and searching. And I did. I kept reading books, doing programs. I finally... Um, went to a five-day inner bonding intensive, and that helped me to see that it's my programming that's causing me to continue to experience this because I haven't been willing to leave. Right. And really not setting those boundaries. You know, that's one of the big things we can do is setting boundaries because we think we set boundaries, but then we let people violate them all the time. Yeah. And and that boundaries conversation, every 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 person I'm speaking to, the boundaries conversation pops up. Yeah. But in a different context, but yeah. the Yeah. And that's you know, one of the most important things is setting those boundaries because then you're respecting yourself and you're teaching other people how to respect you. And that's like really we don't learn that in our childhood, you know, in my childhood. Mm-hmm. My mom overstepped my boundaries all the time because she was a control freak and, you know, I didn't have space to be myself. And so I never learned to build those boundaries. And most of us don't, we don't have that example, right? Because, you know, we don't grow up with that. And we learn all these patterns from zero to six. And so it's not like we can know about them before they happen to us. They just happen to us because of our lives. Yeah. And and I think whilst we're talking about it, what tips can you give people on how to set boundaries? Right. Well, the first thing is commit to yourself and your healing journey, like being committed, not convenience, because when we're kind of 
in a place of, oh, I'll do it. But, you know, if it's too hard, I'm, I might not do it, right? Like we have to commit. Um, focusing on yourself and what you need, maybe for the first time in your life. What do I really want for my life? Do I really want to be yelled at every day or every other day or once in a great while by, my, by the person who's supposed to love me, right? Mm. Set those boundaries and actually keep and enforce them. Like that is crucial. And knowing your values of what you want in your life and your relationships and your business, because without knowing what you want, you're just kind of all over the place anyways, right? And trying to please yeah. other people. Um, and then create the habits that help you change that behavior. And I know that's tough to set boundaries because the other person might get angry or ugly with you. And that could be your partner, your, your parent, a sibling, your partner, an employee. Um, but that's a huge sign you need to set a boundary with that person because they're not, if they're angry because you're saying this hurts me or bothers me and I don't want you to do this. Um, then they're, they don't love you and respect you, honestly. And, and so it's really, really important to set that boundary. And we often say we're committing to ourselves and, or setting that boundary. And then we find ourselves afraid to follow through. And that's Mm. fear of change, stepping outside of our comfort zone, taking risks. And so it's going to feel foreign and inconvenient to make these changes, like committing to yourself, focusing on yourself setting boundaries, knowing your values, creating habits, like those are all, those take effort. So that's inconvenient, but you can't have convenience and have change. So you have to pick, you need commitment over convenience to break the system that you're in with yourself and with your partner and even your business. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yo, it's, 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 it's a very important topic and and as you were saying that somehow we really don't think about how how the the personal stuff can then impact right. either the career the workplace or or the business and we try and compartmentalize and it's 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 just not realistic and we need to be kind to ourselves and and try and see the pattern of how this thing is impacting you because yeah. what you can find is that work or your business become your you think it's your saving grace you think that's where you can just focus and then either work too hard or or because you're running away from dealing right with what you're facing (laughs) yes so many times yeah we immerse ourselves into something else it can be our kids it could be um a hobby that we love it could be work you know we just you know, and I did that, you know, I spent, I mean, I love my kids and I love my grandkids and I really wanted to spend a lot of time with them. But when I look back, I see that part of that was he, they were a buffer so that if they were around, my husband wasn't yelling at me, you know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. it's like, we find ways to cope, but we don't realize that we're actually doing that. And then, you know, for me too, I was depressed. So I'd stay home in the mornings until 10 or 11. And then I'd go to work because I didn't want to be, you know, I wanted to limit my time around him. And then I'd kind of work later or I'd leave early just so I didn't have to be around him. So there was a lot of avoidance and denial that all this stuff was going on. So yeah, it's really easy to just 
jump into something else so that you're avoiding how you're feeling. And that, and that's the problem. We're avoiding how we're feeling when we're in a toxic relationship. We're not being honest with ourselves that this feels pretty awful and that I can't change this other person. And I have to decide, do I want to keep being treated like this? Or do I want to leave, unfortunately, leave the relationship because I deserve more? Yeah. And, and I think what's important in what you're saying is that at the end of the day, you can only control you. Yes. And you can, it, it becomes about you, not the next person, because you can't change the other person. No. No, you can't make someone stop abusing you because that's in their character. Like a lot of, and I think I even did that too. I just kept thinking if I can just get him to change, right? That codependent part of you that wants to fix other people so you feel okay. And um, so, um, yeah, so then we, so we want to fix other people. So we're so focused on fixing the other person that we don't realize how we're feeling and we don't pay mm. attention to ourselves. And, and if someone's abusing you and you've already told them, it doesn't feel good when you talk to me like that. Like if you're calling me names or swearing at me or blaming me, and if you're telling them that and they don't change, now it's a choice. And I think women particularly and men, but women particularly mix that up because it's hard to face that this person doesn't want to treat you better, but he really doesn't because if you've told him this doesn't feel good and they don't make a change, now it's his choice. He's choosing, right? And so yeah. now we're trying to control him and get him to change, but it's really his choice and we don't have control over another person. We only have control over ourselves. Yeah, no, that's very true. Very, very true. And there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about that. No. Um, and, and, and how does this show up? Um, maybe I think the question is dealing with toxicity in the workplace. Yes. How, how, how can you help with that? Well, um, there's three things. Um, Three things I feel like you can do. Honestly, the first tip is to get out of the toxic relationship because no matter how many changes you make at work until you change yourself and stop tolerating or putting up with, and I don't mean you're consciously putting up with it, but you know what I'm saying? Until you stop being part of that toxic relationship, you can't really be 100% at work. You can't be 100% in your business. So um making that shift of I'm not going to be in a toxic relationship or abusive relationship anymore because um, that's not going to benefit us. So um, being willing to face the truth that the relationship with your spouse, your boss, your coworker, your boyfriend, your parent, your sibling, your friend um, isn't healthy, that you need to go no contact or limit your contact. And it's your responsibility for what you expose yourself to. And then once you do that, you can show up 100% in your business and in your relationships and get the success that you want. Um, yeah. So really, like that is key to finally, you know, showing up 100% at work in your business. So a couple of other tips I had was remember the other person's response or reaction is not your fault. So as women, we typically 
want to take on the responsibility for other people's reactions, even at work. Mm-hmm. So we can be afraid to have a chat with a partner or an employee that we know might upset them. So we kind of avoid that stuff. Um, it can be difficult to let them manage their emotions because we're not used to letting people manage their emotions. We're trying to make them feel better because we don't want people to hurt. And so, you know, really realizing that the greatest gift we can give them is to have that difficult conversation and let them deal with their emotions. Right. Yeah. Um, And in order to run a successful business, we have to be able to separate between what's yours and what's theirs and other person's and um, be able to stay objective to how they respond so that you can be that leader and set yourself apart and deal with their response without feeling attacked. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. And and that goes with your spouse or boyfriend too, you know, not taking what they say personally because it's really about them. Right. And yeah. So, but but I think when you're in it, um very difficult. <laughs> very difficult to separate yes. and 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 I think once you start working on yourself, yes. and you know that this is not your baggage, this is not about you but yes. it's about them that then that makes that a bit easier but yeah. at any point in time when you have not realized that it yeah it's yeah it's easier said than done right yeah it's really hard not to feel hurt when someone reacts badly to something you have to say or something that you've done that's not intentional meant to hurt someone it's just meant to be honest and and um, connect and communicate Um, And we have to do that in our businesses, right? Or we have to deal with customers or we have to deal with vendors and, you know, or investors or, you know, anyone that we interact with, with our business, we're dealing with another person and they have feelings that are different than ours and they may or may not react well. And so it's up to us to maintain that composure so that, you know, we're staying in control of ourselves and getting what we need out of that meeting or whatever, whatever is going on that we're interacting with this person about. Um, yeah. So that's really, really, that's really important. Um, and just understanding that they might be triggered by their own childhood beliefs, right. Their own stuff, or maybe even they're having a toxic relationship at their home or, you know, or back at their business. So you know, just always being compassionate and noticing when other people get triggered and even when we get triggered and taking responsibility for when we get triggered in that moment, even at work, so mm-hmm. that we can, not only can we work through our stuff, but we can help our partners and our employees and the people we interact with kind of deal and, you know, work through their feelings and then building that, you know, that builds a connection, that trust. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, and, and yeah, like I'm actually quite fascinated about the whole thing and, and how it just interweaves into, into everything. And, and we, we don't even realize and we don't even think about it. And, and sometimes we, we fool ourselves that we're in control, right? Yes. Because we show up strong and we can't show vulnerability in the workplace or in the business. And, and we, we have this facade, like we've got it all, we've got it all, like, 
to the T. But if we're being honest with ourselves, there are things that are just broken behind. There are things that are not happening according to the way that they're supposed to be happening because we are not dealing with the sauce. Right. Yes. And, you know, that's one of the, the premise is we have to heal our stuff in order Mm. to have any kind of relationship or have a successful business because we're vibrating at that energy of maybe not feeling enough. And that goes out to everybody. Right. Mm. And that affects our Mm. business, our employees, everyone we interact with. And so it's really, really important to, um, notice if you are having these underlying feelings, right? Notice what's going on with yourself. Because I was that way from the outside looking in, my life looked perfect. I had a successful business. I had a beautiful home. We went on nice vacations. We had nice cars. Our kids were healthy. You know, I had nice clothes. I had jewelry. Like everybody thought my life was perfect. No one knew behind closed doors all the abuse I was going through every day and that I was still going to work and showing up and pretending to be fine, but I wasn't fine. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good about my life. And I didn't really feel good about how I was showing up at work for my business because I knew deep down I wasn't at a hundred percent, but I didn't really know how to go about fixing it. Yeah. And, and what, what were the glaring impacts? Um, impact on your business that you could see that this was not happening. You were not doing this the way you you wanted. Yeah, um, it was just like I wasn't getting everything done that I wanted to get done in a day's time. I would get like the most important things done, but other things would get on the back burner, and then they'd be on the back burner forever. I'd never get to them, and then that would create problems with, you know, maybe something I wanted an employee to do or mm-hmm. something to do with, you know, collecting money or getting bills out or paying things, right? And so it just really um just really impacted the business because I wasn't showing up a hundred percent. You know, and I also was with my um ex-husband and so he wasn't showing up at a hundred percent either, right? Because you know, all the turmoil between us. And, um, you know, it eventually affected the company, affected our sales, affected, I mean, it really affected just everything about the company because it was so toxic everywhere, right? You can't, you can't just be toxic at home. You're going to be toxic in your business too. Um, because that's what, that's how you're used to living life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for, for, for sharing that. And I think it's a very, I think there are some aha moments um, that are going to come up, even if it's for, for one person, because I think I'm sitting here and, and going, okay, you, it, it makes sense to me and I hope it will make sense to other people. So, so what are the three things that you'd like somebody to take out of this conversation? Um, a that it's not your fault if you're struggling with this stuff. Like this stuff started when you were really young. And if you're in a toxic relationship, it's not your fault that all this stuff's going on because your partner will try to blame you. And if you're struggling at work or your business, you know, it's not directly your fault. It's something within you 
that needs to be healed. So first off, it's not your fault. Secondly, um, take the time, spend the time to heal yourself, to find, reach out and find someone who can help you heal from a toxic relationship, from a probably a dysfunctional or toxic childhood. And so really um, committing to yourself that you don't want to keep living the same pattern because you do want your business to be successful. And you can only go so far until you heal all those little kind of demons that are going on that you're not aware of. So Mm -hmm. really commit to yourself, you know, just like I said above, commitment, focusing on yourself, um, finding your values and breaking your habits. And then the third thing would be really setting those boundaries. That's the most important thing we can do for ourselves and others is to set boundaries. So boundaries are an act of love for you and the other person, right? Yeah. <laughs> same thing applies at work, setting boundaries around your work, your time, your space, when you're available, because I always kind of found myself like they could come in my office whenever they wanted. Well, maybe I was in the middle of something and I wanted to finish it right. And so, you know, learning, you know, boundaries are probably the single most important thing we all need to improve on. And breaking the habit of just letting others interrupt us anytime they want, talk to us anytime they want. Like even with your spouse, you may not be available for him in that moment. But I always found myself just disregarding my needs and meeting his needs, right? So remembering just to set those boundaries and around who you spend your time with, who you spend your time even at work with. Are, you know, are your vendors the kind of people you want to spend time with? Are they good people? Because, you know, I also noticed our customers were kind of toxic in the business I was in. They um, would pay pay late. They didn't respect us on that level. We would perform, outperform, but then they didn't want to pay. Or our vendors would just be ugly about, you know, different kinds of things that were going on that we didn't have control over and things like that. So really noticing, you know, I got to the point where I would tell my ex, I'm like, we're not going to do business with this customer because when I call them to talk to them about where's your payment, the guy gets ugly and starts attacking me. Like, right. So, I mean, there's so many ways that toxicity shows up in our business. But we don't notice it because, you know, people just have a tendency to treat other people bad sometimes and that we don't wow. pay attention to it. And so really noticing, do you want that vendor? Do you want that customer? Do you want that sales rep? Do you want that employee? You know, not saying to just get rid of everybody, but, you know, just noticing who do you have around you? Are they toxic? Because who are you attracting? Right. Who are you attracting? Because we attract how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. That's, you know, the most important thing. So, yeah. So those are my three tips. (laughs) Wow. On that note, where do people find you on social media? (laughs) Um, Well, you can find me at my website, which is www.fiercelyempowered.com. I'm on Facebook. You can friend me personally. Um, I have a business page, Fiercely Empowered. I also have a group for women who want to um, break free from toxic love, and it's called Break Free from Toxic Love and Get the Love You Deserve. Um, I'm on Instagram, 
which is break free from toxic love. And I'm on TikTok, which is gaslighting, um, WTH. <laughs> so I'm really pretty everywhere. I'm on YouTube. So a lot of times if you just put in my name or my company name, which is Fiercely Empowered, um, you'll get directed to that stuff. And, um, and on my webpage, there's a resources tab where you can go and get some free, um, a couple free guides. There's a free checklist and a che- and a quiz. So if you're wondering if you're crazy or if he's a jerk, you can take my quiz. Um, I have a checklist that's 15 ways to know for sure if you're with a narcissist. And then I have a couple guides. One is to stop never ending conflicts with your husband, even if he's angry. And the second one is um, 15 ways to go from barely surviving to thriving after, during, or with a toxic relationship. So all of those are free resources. And I also invite everyone, you can have a Heal heal Your Heart Breakthrough Session, which is a free session with me. Um, Just go to session on my tab at Fiercely Empowered and um, sign up for that. And we can talk about what's going on and if I can help you. And if I can't help you, I'll let you know who can. Great. Thank you for, for sharing those resources. And I hope there's somebody out there who will who will connect, who will find them useful. But I think for, for me, it's all just about the conversation. And I always say, if it can impact even one life, that for me is, 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 is great. And yeah, for anybody that was listening to us, I hope you've taken something out of this conversation. Please share your comments, like, um, do all the things people do on social media, rate us um, so that um, our podcast can also um, be shown and we can attract some new audiences. So we really thank you. Tracy, I really, really thank you for, for taking the time. And I think it's been, an, it's been a great conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and for having this podcast. And I agree with you. If just one woman walks away with an awareness that she needs to change something in her life so that she can make her business more successful, um, then I'm honored to have been able to help with that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, Please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.